Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for April 5th, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled Progress on Purpose. As a believer, if you want to progress, if you want to make progress in life, you're going to have to be intentional about it. You're going to have to pursue it on purpose. Now, there are things that God does, that God releases, that God announces. Like for right now in 2021, I believe that God has declared that this is a season of new levels for us, where we can level up in every area, in every facet, in every aspect of our lives. That means that the grace of God is available to level up. The grace of God is available for new levels. That means that God has declared it. Heaven has announced it. But if you want to experience it, you have to release your faith to receive and tap into God's grace. So if you want progress, you're going to have to do it on purpose, pursue it on purpose. If you want progress, you have to be intentional. So that said, I've been teaching this series entitled Progress on Purpose all year, (laughs) and I told you that we will level up this year in five areas, spiritually, financially, physically, internally, and externally, and I've covered the first four already. As it relates to externally, like the people that you need, relationships that you need to have in your life for you to be the man, the woman that God called you to be, I told you that I will cover four topics. Oh, number one, the three people that you need in your life. And I'm still dealing with that. You need a Paul, you need a Barnabas, you need a Timothy. Number two, discerning when to let some people go. You crossed over into 2021. That doesn't mean that everybody was supposed to cross over with you. Number three, the importance of choosing the right friends. Number four, surrounding yourself with people of like precious faith. And so I've been dealing with these three people. You need a Paul, you need a Barnabas, you need a Timothy. A Paul, somebody you're looking up to, a Barnabas, someone on your level, a Timothy, someone who is looking up to you. With that in mind, the title of today's message is Friends Who Support You. As a believer, look at me, you need friends who support you. You need people that are going to be there for you and that you're going to be there for them. You're not a lone ranger. God doesn't want you to do life on your own. You know, you get jaded, you get frustrated with other people to the point where forget it. I don't, as long as I got Jesus, I don't need nobody else. No, that's not really, that's not the will of God. (laughs) The will of God is, is for you to do life with other people, for you to have thriving relationships. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, Jesus had the 5,000, right? Jesus had the 70, he had the 12, he had the three. So you got to know where people kind of fit in your life. Not everybody from the 5,000 is part of the three, right? Even not everybody from the 12 is part of the three. So you got to know where they fit in your life, but life is better when you have it, when you do life with friends. And so I'm talking, talking about friends who support you. Today, I'm going to use Paul and Barnabas as a great example of friends who support you. So let me set the stage first and then we'll get into it. So Paul and Barnabas. Barnabas was a great friend to Paul. But the relationship didn't start off as a friendship. So at first, Barnabas was more like a mentor and also like a sponsor. And then later they became friends and it was more like a friendship, right? So let me give you a recap of mentors and sponsors first. I already covered this in the series, but I want to just kind of recap it for you this morning. What a mentor is, what a sponsor is, and then we'll talk about friends. So a mentor is someone, 
you consider to be at a position in life that you aspire to attain, right? So it's somebody that is already operating on a level that you want to operate on someday. Now, and you, you consider this person to be worthy of emulation because if they're not worthy of emulation, then that you, you should not be emulating them, right? So, so you have a direct relationship with this person. They're willing to invest in you. You are the mentee. They are the mentor. You appreciate the relationship. You appreciate who God has called them to be in your life. You don't, you don't disvalue their time. You don't disrespect them. You, you value the investment that they're making in your life. This person is taking their time, their talent, their treasure, their experience, and investing in you, investing in your success. So as a believer, you're going to be like, I'm not going to, I'm going to make sure that they don't regret it, right? So initially, Barnabas was a mentor to Paul, right? I'm going to deal with mentors and sponsors and friends. Uh, he was also a sponsor. What is a sponsor? A sponsor is someone who opens doors for you that you cannot open for yourself. A sponsor is someone who could do something for you, like with one phone call, one email, one text message that you couldn't do with 10 years of hard work, right? Favor could do more in a minute than labor can do in a lifetime. So God will lead people, people of influence to use their power, their ability, their influence and their money to help you in ways that you cannot help yourself. So when someone puts their name on the line, they put their reputation on the line for you, they're, they're sponsoring you, right? They're vouching for you. Then don't make them regret that decision. Barnabas vouched for Paul. Par Barnabas initially was a sponsor for Paul. We're going to see that today. And, and then later they, they created a relationship and a friendship. So the crux of today's message is about friendship. So let me get into the, the point of it. What does this mean for you today about friendship? There's three things I want to share with you on this morning. I have three things. This is where I need you to rid your heart, rid your mind of all distractions. Three things. Number one, here we go. So number one, you need people in your life who are going to look out for you. You need that. Like at the end of the day, I'm talking about all the people that you need in your life. Well, you need people that are going to look out for you. You need that for you to become the man, the woman that God called you to be. Let me use Paul as an example. So in Acts chapter nine, the apostle Paul was known as Saul of Tarsus. He was on his way to terrorize Christians. He was having Christians killed, right? He was the number one enemy against the church. He was like a terrorist against the church. So in one moment, he's terrorizing Christians. He's having Christians killed. In the next moment, God knocked him off his high horse, like literally, read Acts 9, knocked him off his high horse. And then long story short, he accepted Jesus as Lord. Paul was born again. Once he was born again, God immediately revealed to Paul that he was supposed to preach the gospel. So guess what he did? He tried to preach right away. And so the problem is that this is the guy that was terrorizing the church. And because he just got saved. <laughs> and so now he's like, and he tries to preach. Nobody listens to him. And as a matter of fact, see, it was the right thing at the wrong time. And so just because you're called to do something doesn't mean that you're ready to do it right now. And so there's a calling and then there's a preparation period. But anyway, he was like, all right, let me preach. And he tried to preach. And because he was a terrorist and he was trying to preach to the people that he was terrorizing, they, they didn't listen to him. As a matter of fact, people tried to kill him. They tried to kill him. They was like, no way. And so he had to take off and he almost lost his life. And so he's like, okay, what do I do now? So he's like, well, he, he knew that the, the people that were leading the church, right? The people that had been with Jesus, the, the apostles, the disciples, they were in Jerusalem. So he takes off to Jerusalem. And so he was like, yeah, let me go to Jerusalem. Let me talk to those people. 
So he goes there, he gets to Jerusalem, he requests an audience with them, and then he tries to preach again. And so he's starting to preach, and before long, people there wanted to kill him too. The only person that he found favor with in Jerusalem was Barnabas. Barnabas was that sponsor. Barnabas was like, no, 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 come on, man. Look, we got to see what God is doing in this young man. You know, this, this is God, man. Don't worry about it. You, we don't have to, let's take him. Let's embrace him. Let's support him. And, the, and they were like, nah. The apostles were like, nah, 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 nah. We ain't having none of that. This dude was killing people. He was having people like burned alive at the stake, throwing people into coliseums, having tigers eat them alive. No, 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 no. We, we ain't going down that road. And Barnabas was the only person that believed in Paul. Barnabas was the only one that was his advocate. And then things got so bad for Paul in Jerusalem that once again, they tried to kill him there. And Barnabas was like, no, we can't have this man killed. And so Barnabas talked talk to the disciples and, and they, they go and, and in Jerusalem was a walled city and Paul was going to be killed there. So they put Paul in a basket and this is all good stuff is in the Bible. They put him in a basket and they let him down the wall of the city in a basket so that he is not killed. And so at that point, Paul takes off. He said, let me go home. He goes home to Tarsus to spend some time with the Holy Ghost. But it was Barnabas there. Barnabas was the only person that was supporting Paul, that was looking out for Paul. So when no one else would give Paul the time of day, God used Barnabas as Paul's advocate. See, look at me. God will assign people to you to help you when it seems like no one else is willing to help you. Barnabas literally means, the, the, the name Barnabas means son of consolation or son of encouragement. Barnabas was an encourager. He had the ministry of encouragement. He encouraged Paul. He saw something in Paul when no one else saw something in Paul. And God will send people like that to you that would to give you encouragement when nobody else is encouraging you, but to see something in you when you don't even see it in yourself. We all need a Barnabas in our lives. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, you need people in your life who are willing to sacrifice for you, who are willing literally to sacrifice for you. So when the apostle Paul was converted, we already covered that. He was a new creature. He was a new uh, uh, creature in Christ Jesus, a new believer. He was also a new preacher. He knew that he was called to preach, but it's obvious that the people were not ready to listen to him. And, and obviously he wasn't ready either, right? So he wasn't ready. He just wasn't ready for the assignment. Knowing that you're called to do something. Let, look at me real quick. I want to make sure you understand this. Knowing that you're called to do something. Let's say that God has called you to preach or to pastor or to run a business or to be a doctor or a lawyer or a brick mason or a mechanic or run a business. Knowing that you're called to do it, like you have dreams about it. You know, this is what I'm supposed to do. Great. That doesn't mean that you're ready today, right? That doesn't mean that you're ready to do it right now. And so, so knowing that you're called and being ready for the calling are not the same thing. So Paul had to go home. He went home to Tarsus and he spent three years there by himself. He, he has spent all his life becoming Saul of Tarsus. And so he spent three years like deprogramming himself so he could be reprogrammed into the man that God called him to be. So he had to die to Saul of Tarsus so that he could become the apostle Paul. And so he went and he spent three years there. He's there for three years, spending time with the Holy Spirit, spending time with the father learning what it is that he's supposed to be doing with his life. And he was like, man, I spent all my life preparing to be this man. 
And now God has said, no, you spent all your life and everybody knows me as this man. And God is telling me that's a false ID, right? That's, that's not who I called you to be. And so I invested all my life becoming a person that I was not supposed to be. And now I have to learn, okay, what am I supposed to be? And so you, you deprogram yourself so God can reprogram you to be the man that God called you. I went through this and, and, and many of you have gone through this experience as well. So now fast forward. Uh, during this time, the gospel was going out and the gospel, while Saul is in Tarsus, the gospel is spreading and the gospel spreads to Antioch. And so this caused the leaders of the church to say, hey, we need a leader for Antioch. We need to send somebody there to be in charge of the church. And so they prayed and, and the Lord said, send Barnabas. So they send Barnabas to Antioch. Barnabas goes to Antioch and he's being led of the Holy Spirit and the church is growing. And boom, I mean, like the church is exploding. People are coming to Christ. People are getting saved. And, and, and now Barnabas is like, man, I need some help. Guess what happens? And during this time, while the church is growing in Antioch, Barnabas is led of the Holy Spirit to do something radical. Barnabas traveled from Antioch to Tarsus, right? Over 80 miles. Now, this is no Uber back then, no planes, no trains, no automobiles. He traveled over 80 miles back then with like over boats and over land and horses and camels and all of that. He traveled over 80 miles from Syria to Turkey, from Antioch to Tarsus. He went all the way there to Tarsus and he was like, hey, where's, where's Saul? Where's Saul? Where's Saul? Let me find Saul. So he finds Saul. Saul lives down the street. He finds Saul, says, hey, man, God sent me here. We have this great ministry going on in Antioch. I believe God sent me here to get you because you're supposed to be part of this ministry. Excuse me. So you're supposed to be with me uh, in ministry. He gave him an invitation to join him in ministry in Antioch. So there was Paul at home in Tarsus by himself with the Holy Spirit saying, Lord, I know you called me to do something, but I know I, I, I don't know how I'm going to do it. If you uh, you got to open a door for me and then boom, this guy shows up in Tarsus. <laughs> What's his name? Barnabas. This is the only guy that believed in me before. This is the only guy that believed in me when nobody else would believe in me. And God sent him all the way to my house to say, come join me in ministry. So I want you to think about this. I want you to think about how Paul, a terrorist, right? He was a terrorist against the church. God reveals himself to Paul. Paul accepts Jesus as Lord. He tries to preach. Nobody believes in him. The only person who believes in him is Barnabas. He was almost killed. He takes off. He goes home. Barnabas is now doing ministry. Barnabas goes to Antioch. The church is blowing up. He needs help. God says, go all the way to Turkey and find this man and bring him back. And so he goes to, to Tarsus, finds Paul, brings him back and says, okay, now let's do ministry together. What do we learn here? True friendship has to extend beyond lip service. If you want friends, if you are a friend and you want friends, true friendship requires sacrifice one for another. The here we have Barnabas who was willing to sacrifice to go all the way there to find Paul. And then Paul was willing to sacrifice to leave everything that he knew for a new life that he did not know and takes off with this man that he barely knows. And he goes all the way to Antioch. And so they get there and the ministry explodes. We're going to deal with that here in a minute. But when you have God given friends, you will sacrifice for them and they will sacrifice for you. Now, let me just say this real quick before I move on from this point. If you're always the one doing the sacrificing for your friend or for your friends and none of, and they're not willing to sacrifice for you, then that's not a friendship. That's not a friendship. That's more manipulation than friendship. 
Barnabas was willing to travel and then Saul was willing to leave everything that he knew. Why? Because that was a friendship. They got connected. This is an example of what friendship should be like. I sacrifice for you. You sacrifice for me. I'm there for you. You're there for me. And we're doing life together. You got it? All right. Which leads me to my third and final point. Number three, you need God-given friends who are called by God to do life with you. Not called by God. Now, this is what I'm, I'm going to deal with this here in Acts 13. So by this point in the story, I'm in Acts chapter 13. The church in Antioch was growing so successful that the leaders of the church came to Antioch. And they see Paul and Barnabas there. The church is so successful that believers were called Christians first in Antioch because of Paul and Barnabas, because of that, that dynamic duo, right? So now they're there. The leaders of the church are in a meeting and they're like, hey, you know what? We need to send some people out. Who do we send? Let's pray about it. So this is what the Bible says. Acts 13, one through four. In the church at Antioch, there were some prophets and teachers. There they were also Barnabas, Simeon, also called Niger, Lucius from the city of Cyrene, Manin, a man who grew up with King Herod, and Saul. These were men. They were all serving the Lord, and they were fasting. They were fasting and praying when the Holy Spirit said to them, watch this. They were fasting and praying, and the Holy Ghost says, hey, appoint Barnabas and Saul to do a special work for me. They are the ones that I have chosen to do it. So the church fasted and prayed. They laid their hands on Barnabas and Saul and they sent them out. And Barnabas and Saul were sent out by the Holy Spirit. That's what the Bible says, right? So what do you see here? The Holy Spirit selected Barnabas and Saul, two men together. The Holy Spirit, and if you keep reading, they were led of the Holy Spirit to go and they were, they were led. They were like, where do you want us to go? Where? Uh, okay, you lead me where, where you want us to go. What do you want me to do when I get there? You leave. They were led of the Holy Spirit in everything that they did. And the power of God was manifested through this duo, Barnabas and Saul. So I want to, I want to highlight that the text says the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit said, appoint Barnabas and Saul to do this special work for me. They, they, two people are the ones that I've chosen to do it. So they were on us on an assignment, on a joint ministry assignment. They were assigned. Two men were selected by God to do something for God himself. They were ordained together to be together on this ministry assignment. Paul looked out for Barnabas. Barnabas looked out for Paul. Barnabas believed in Paul when nobody else would. Paul believed in Barnabas and took off and, and left everything that he knew. And as a result, Ministry grew in Antioch. As a result, the Holy Ghost said, I want to select these two men for a divine assignment so they could do ministry together. See, God will use, look at me. God will use your friends to help prepare you for your life's assignment. While the Apostle Paul went on four missionary journeys, he wrote over half the New Testament. He is, outside of Jesus, the most impactful man of the first century. Church, hands down. You have Jesus, then Paul right? But there would be no Paul without Barnabas. Think about it. Everything that I sh just shared with you, while the apostle Paul was the most influential man outside of Jesus in the first century church, there would be no Paul without Barnabas. And this all happened because of a friendship. See, we all need friends. We all need people that are on our level, not above us, not below us. I mean, people on our level that we can communicate with, bounce ideas off of, laugh with, cry with, do life with. And so you got to choose these friends wisely, though. I'm going to deal with that in this series. 
You got to choose your friends wisely because good or bad, your friends will rub off on you. If you choose the right friends, you may just experience the right future. That's enough about friends on today, but I'm going to deal with this. This is very important. All the people, you got to level up. You're going to have to level up your friendships if you want to become the man, the woman that God called you to be. That's enough for today. Let's close out this message with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I am not a lone ranger. I know I need others. I know others need me. I thank you for giving me the right friends. By faith, I declare that I have friends who support me. I believe in them. They believe in me. I sacrifice for them. They sacrifice for me. I do life with them and they do life with me. Together, we become the men and women that you have called us to be for such a time as this. And together, we will leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased. I level up my friendships in 2021 and I boldly declare that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. If you want all my notes and you get them for free, go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I need you to do me two favors. Number one, if this message was a blessing to you, leave me some comments in the chat. I go back and I read every comment. Number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. This is an important message. Friends, we need friends. Houdini said, how many of us have them, right? We need friends. We need friends to be there one for another, but it has to be a real friendship. It can't just be one-sided, right? That, that's not friendship. We need to be there for one another. We need people in our lives. We also be, need to be uh, a friend for other people. And we're going to learn more about this, but if we're going to level up in 2021, we have to level up in this area. Go into this day, go into this week, knowing that you are ready to become the man, the woman that God called you to be because you're open to the divine connections that God has prepared for you. I love you and God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.